0: Oh, people, of course, you can see all that over there. <laughs> Hi, everybody. So, welcome to the free for all Friday. This is this is Bible news radio, and this people this is a good people. The, yeah. this is These
1: people are good people.
0: I'm still here. here we go. Yeah it is. Alright, it's Friday, so I don't know, I like to dance a little bit. Broken, I hear my heart beat beating and my lungs breathe breathing. Yes, my God's not done with me yet. I'm and you know what? He's not done with me yet either, people. Days are gone. Gone. And the best is yet to come. Yeah it is. Now I see there's a reason I survived. There's a story still to write His grace is working everything Everything, everything, everything for- We're still here, people. is yet to come. Hey, I have to tell you that um, I appreciate you uh, enduring my singing at the beginning of these shows. I really appreciate it. (laughs) Uh, You know, it's funny to sing with Mandisa because she has such a high soprano voice and I have a second soprano. My voice is second soprano. Meaning that I can hit that high. I can hit the high C, I really can, but I choose not to, because if I did, oh yeah, really Sean, really? (laughs) Sean said I blocked my ears, but he loves us, right, right, Sean, you love us, (laughs) ah, thank you, Gina, I appreciate it, see, Mama Gina said I have a lovely, lovely singing voice, I actually do, I have a really good voice, um, and I, um, I know that, <laughs> so, yeah, it, and I'm humble about it too, just so you know, no, I uh, I do, I have a good vo- I have a good singing voice. I You know, I was in um, choir when I was in high school, and at La Sierra High School, when I went to La Sierra High School, I was a freshman, and um, the school and the actual city had a, they called it an honor choir, and the people that were allowed to be in the honor choir for the city, they actually sang at this place called the Mission Inn, which is in Riverside, and um, they only allowed people in it who were in 11th grade and 12th grade. They were the only ones that could actually um, be in this honor choir that sang over at the Mission Inn. Well, when I joined choir in ninth grade, my singing teacher um, thought I was good enough to be in that choir and so they actually made an exception and let me in it as a ninth grader um and anyway long story short i ended up getting my my picture in the newspaper i went down to the city uh down to riverside down at the mission Inn. it was the first honor chamber choir uh in in riverside california um at the mission Inn, and so i actually got to sing in it so i I know that my my voice is a gift from God, people. Yeah, it is. As, Lomb- as Rush Limbaugh says, talent on loan from high, <laughs> on high, or something like that. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, I, I love to sing. I've sang for years. And, and you know, it's really funny though, is my voice, obviously your voice changes over the years. You get, your voice tends to get deeper as you get older. In case you didn't know that, it starts out really, really high when you're a child and but then it gets really low. Go deeper as you get older. And so I've written songs, like songs I wrote, um, I don't know, when Randall and I got married, I can no longer sing them as good because my voice has gotten deeper as I've gotten older. And uh, and Randall's voice actually, Randall didn't sing as good as he sings now. When we first got married, he didn't sing as good as he sings now. So he, his voice has actually improved over time, as an lots American. of in the
1: car practice, yes, yeah, in the shower and
0: and a choir,
1: yeah, choir, and you know, paying close attention to so how things feel and exercising my, I actually vocal cords and all that kind of stuff.
0: A um, friend of mine, when I was in graduate school, I produced a CD with all my original music on it. Randall actually did the production of it. But I wrote all the songs on it, and I sang them, and I gave it to this friend of mine, uh, Marguerite. And um, Marguerite, when she heard this, she was like, oh my gosh, (laughs) Stacy. You have the voice of an angel. I d- I had no idea. <laughs> and so it's funny. It's funny. I had another person say to me, I'll never forget it. Because it was like, it was such a, it kind of a, uh, I don't know if it was a backhanded compliment at the time, but but they knew me as a person who was very outgoing and very vocal, very bold in my faith, kind of, rah. You know, outspoken, I guess, is a, is the best way to put it. And then when they heard my voice, they were like, oh my gosh, you have such a sweet, soothing, whole-sounding voice. And, you know, but we would never know that from listening to you. Because <laughs> you're, like, all over the place. So Anyway, so I, I find that funny. I do. I just find it funny because it's like, oh, yeah, can we put a guitar in my hand? I'm super good. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so. So. Honestly, just between you and me and us, I love singing. And I love opening the show by singing. I just do. Even though I get flagged every single time I do it from YouTube because I do this, but um, <clears throat> anyway, I uh, I just love it. So, and Bareface loves my voice, obviously. <sighs> So, enough about me. How's your day been? Hmm? <laughs> My day has been interesting. And, and and actually, I have a topic I want to throw out. Because this is actually a very interesting topic. And I'm just curious what you guys think uh, of this. And then Randall has some headlines we're going to look at um, in a little bit. But as you know, I always like to start the show with some type of personal thing. You know, talking about something and all that, and I'm just curious if it's just me that this has happened to, um, or, or if you guys have had something like this happen to you. Four years ago, a little over four years ago, uh, my dad came back into my life out of not after after pretty much my whole life really kind of being absent. Right, my dad comes into my life um, at 86 years old. He's going to be. Uh, 91 in a couple of days, so 86, 7, 91. Okay, so almost five years ago, my dad came into my life. I had to count on my fingers, just so you know. Um, and, you know, this was a relationship that I had longed to have my whole life. I didn't know my dad, really. You know, he was always married to other people, like besides my mom. Uh, he always had other families, even though I was his only biological daughter. I didn't really have any relationship with him, and so... I always wanted a relationship with him. I tried to have a relationship with him, but he's always been a man of few words. And his wives always spoke on his behalf. Well, when his last wife died, um, it was, you know, I was like, wow, now I have an opportunity to get to know my dad, right? So my dad comes into my life and my life changed. It really, really did because it, it brought me into a place where all of a sudden You know, I have to take care of this person. I'm not a parent, but all of a sudden I became a parent, essentially, to my dad. Um, Having to take care of his affairs, take care of his health, take care of his doctor's appointments, take care of his money, take care of him, you you know, and just do all that stuff that all of a sudden, I mean, from one day, you know, there's that saying, you know, one day it's 211 degrees, next day or the next... Next time it's 212, it's like that one degree shift can make a huge change, right? So not really knowing what I was getting myself into, uh, Randall and I decided to take care of my dad. So That was five years ago. And then it was about around the same time, um, another friend of mine who was very formative in my early Christian walk, um, we reconnected and um and it was this past year that her and I actually got to see each other again after not literally seeing her in 30 in 30 years almost th- well oh, actually over 30 years and then about a year ago i ended up uh reconnecting with my 10th grade geography teacher who i had always sent a birthday card on her birthday and written her Christmas card every year, but I had never really talked to her. She started calling me out of the blue, and then on Marco Polo, you know, we connected, and and then she just started giving giving me phone calls and talking to me, even though she had literally retired a decade ago. And so I was like, wow. And then recently, my uh, my therapist that I had seen for so many years to deal with all my issues and stuff. Um, and I hadn't seen in 12 years, um, but spent probably that long or maybe even a little bit more in therapy with her. So I've known her since I was 23. You know, all of a sudden she's in Nashville and, and is, is saying, hey, can you meet up with me down here? <laughs> and so I'm like, sure, yeah, okay. This is interesting. So like in the in the span of less than a year, I have literally had well let's see except for my dad that was 5 years ago so but with my dad uh the therapist the long lost friend and then um one other situation i forgot what is i've basically had four people in my life that i haven't had much contact with as an adult in this stage of my life actually come back into my life in a in a very uh deep and moving and very significant way um and so I was I was telling a friend of mine today at lunch about it, and, you know, she made this comment to me. She said, she says, isn't it interesting that God is bringing back to you those people in your life who've been like big rocks in your life? You know, they've been the the big stable type, you know, hugely significant people who have impacted you in your life. And I said, yeah, I think it's really weird, actually. I don't understand it. I kind of think it's strange (laughs) that all these people who I knew and had, like, significant impact in my early 20s and even teens, you know, are still in my life at 50 years old. And I was trying to figure out why. Why all of a sudden? In middle age, has God brought these people all back into my life to connect with? And I'm just curious, uh, and Randall, you can open this up, you know, for yourself too. I'm just curious, how many of you have had a similar experience? I mean, or is this just a weird, bizarre experience that I'm having? Because I find it extremely kind of weird. I find it weird, but I, I I find it interesting, but I also find it super cool too, because in every single one of these cases, uh, the, the person has played a very, um, significant fingerprint role in my life. And what I mean by that is I remember years ago, uh, Lisa, my, my former therapist, now friend told me, she said, she said, you know, there are people that, that fingerprint your heart, you know, they, they put their fingerprints on your heart. They, they impact who you are by touching you in very profound ways. And if you were to look at somebody's heart and see who touched their heart the most, you could see the, the loved ones, the fingerprints, if you will, of the people who have impacted your heart, you know, and the Lord talks about in his word that we should, you know, that we should You know wrap his teachings around our neck and we should you know that out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks and and all that and i know for me that growing up in such a royally abusive home and situation and having to deal with so much abuse that flung my way and you know it took me years to to get unburied of all the garbage you know that I find it super interesting to see now that that garbage has been lifted off of who I am as a person, that God has brought all of these people who played a very significant role in actually helping clean clean that off of my life. Like my teacher, Susie, you know, she knew me when I was 13, 14 years old. I was in her geography class and I'll never forget, I was sitting there. And she was there 30 about 30 I guess she had to be 20 she's only about 10 years older than me so so she was 25 26 years old <laughs> which at the time I had no clue that's how young she was um, but you know she was no she's 20 years older than me so she had to be 30 well wait but I was 19 or no I was 15 plus 20 is what 15 plus 20 what, was 35 that right yeah okay. I'm not great in math, but anyway, so she's about, what, 35, which is young. I mean, that's so young. But anyway, as a 15-year-old, I thought, ah, she's old. I'll never forget. She said to me, Stacy, you can do better than this. And I'm like, I hate this class. I do not like geography. (laughs) Me and geography honestly have a love-hate relationship, just so you know. And she's like, I know you can do better than this. Okay, so study better for your next quiz. I'm like, all right. You know, but I remember also wanting to please her too because she like believed in me. And um, and it was weird because throughout throughout um, my relationship with this teacher, um, I, after I graduated from high school, I would go and visit her on, on the campus of La Sierra. I would, you know, every year I would go up and say hi. I'd jump in, pop into her room. She was in room 210 the whole time. And um, I would always walk on campus. She would be there teaching her class the same time, same place. And she did this for years until she retired like 10, 12 years ago. Um, And when I went to her retirement party, there were three, I think, two to three hundred students at her retirement party. And you think about the impact of that on, you know, a person's life, you know. And I, you know, and so yesterday, she sent me, I'm just going to hold up her picture so you can see what she looks like, but yesterday, she sent me a Marco Polo, she'll probably kill me if she knew I was showing her picture forever, whatever, whatever, but anyway, so this is her, (laughs) that is my 10th grade teacher, who believed in me when I was that little girl, you know, (laughs) and... Um, and it's so funny because I got that Marco Polar from her. I'm like, that is so crazy, you know? And then, and then my friend Cheryl, who some of you have met, I've had her on our show. I didn't have any contact with her for a long time. And she's going to show up here at my house in a few hours. Um, she lives in Texas, but is on her way home and is spending some of the weekend with us here. You know, Watching her go through her her thing and then the way God has reunited us has been totally amazing um and then you know just certain people seeing my former therapist um that I had not seen in twelve years and who is now a friend um you know, and just seeing her recently I'll show you I'll show you this uh thing here if i can if I can clear it off in just a second. But, but I, uh, I promised her I wouldn't show her face, but you know, (laughs) but there's, there is a picture of us. (laughs) You can't see her face, but you can see the rest of her there, you know? So it's, it's just funny to me that, that after all these years, you know, people who build into your life, who, who see like... All the hard work you're doing, all the different things that you go through in your life, all of a sudden, like, there's this reunion of sorts of the people that walked with you who supported you, and they're proud of you for where you've become. And I think that's a cool thing. And, you know, I share all that, not because I'm trying to kill time or anything, but because I'm curious if that's happened with you, and if not, you know if you were to start a personal journey of growth intentionally and get help and focus on how you can grow as a person and allow people who are very significant to help mold you shape you and coach you if that would impact your life in the same way that my life would be impacted And because I think it's really interesting because I didn't go looking for it. That's the amazing thing is I really didn't go looking for it. It just kind of happened. Like all of a sudden, hey, I'm going to be in town. I'm like, no way. Are you kidding? I never thought I'd see you again. Or, yeah, I'm going to Ohio. Can I swing by your house? (laughs) Sure. Why not? You know. So, uh, Randall, what do you think? I mean, you've actually watched all of this stuff relatively unfold. and, And, you know, when I think about God's sovereignty and stuff like that, um, I don't know. I just, I just think it's interesting. So I'm kind of curious what your thoughts are.
1: Yeah, I think it's interesting. <clears throat> As she looks for something.
0: Yeah. My allergies. <clears throat> yeah.
1: Yeah. You know, um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Yeah. Interesting. You know, I can't say what God has in mind and or. Yeah. Definitely interesting.
0: That's it. That's all that's, you have? That's all I have. I really? Mean, hmm.
1: Uh, you know, I don't I don't know well, you know, some of these people, you know, from your past and
0: Well, you know, Lisa.
1: I know Lisa. Not not as well as you do.
0: Obviously. Yeah,
1: and you know, the others I met the 10th grade teacher once. Right? And you know, etcetera so you know, the dy- relationship dynamics involved I don't have first-hand experience with. But I do think it's interesting in, in a relatively short succession compared to, you know, the succession that they came into your life originally. Right. You know, they've kind of re-entered in a, in a much shorter time frame. So.
0: Yeah.
1: Interesting. But I don't know what to make of it.
0: I don't know. I, you know, as my friend Kim said, you know, it's like big rocks being revealed back into your life. It's kind of, kind of an interesting thing, you know? Um, so I don't know. I just think it's, I think it's interesting. Uh, so with that said, one thing I want to share with all of you guys is that, you know, I have a heart to coach. I really do. It's one of my biggest passions in life is to offer encouragement, support and, um, mentoring and coaching. Um, on an individual and a group basis, and I kind of do that already with my Legal Shield team. But I want to let you know that if you are looking for that, I am opening that up for individual as well. Because um, just because there's that, it's really one of the passions in my heart. Where is the Kleenex box? That, there it is, right here. Um, hold on a second. In front of you. Yeah. My allergies, of course, are acting up on me because I'm on the show, of course. So, um, so my friend Dr. Jennifer Fee and I are going to be, um, we're going to be doing a new webinar pretty soon. Um, uh, but I also just want to open it up and let you know that I'm going to be doing uh, offering coaching again, and um, this time it will be, um, we'll have we'll have a sign up thing and all that. So if you're in if you're interested in that. Um, mentoring and coaching from a biblical perspective. Um, I can tell you uh, that if you're willing to do the work and willing to trust the process and me, then feel free to hire me. <laughs> because because I, know, I know from my experience and I know from the wisdom that God has given me that i can help you so just i thought i'd throw that out there um and all that so okay so with that said randall do you have any news you want to look at
1: yeah there are several things i'd like to look at um i don't know where to start well uh when you think of controversial books what comes to mind
0: i think the bible is a very controversial book um that's the very first book that comes to mind.
1: Yeah. Well, uh, um I think the
0: book 1984 by George Orwell is also controversial.
1: Well, on um um uh, let me get myself um better sorted out here in a frame. Okay. <laughs> Uh, well, on the American Library Association's list of contested books, yep. uh, the Bible does come in at number six on the list, just for what it's worth. Uh, but number one is Seeking Alaska, which I had to look that up to even find out what it was, a uh, book that came out a, a few years ago. Okay. Um, And um, it's been cited for offensive language and sexual content, so. Mm. But the Bible's six on the list. Uh, I Am Jazz, number three. Followed by another transgender story, Beyond Magenta. (laughs) And, um, anyway, also on the list is The Curious Incident of the Dog in the Nighttime. I don't know. These books, Habibi... Uh, Nazarene's Secret School, The True Story from Afghanistan, and David Leviathan's Two Boys Kissing. So it's somewhat heartening to know that there are these uh, sexual anarchy books that are have received complaints, but as this article in the Chicago Tribune states that just 275 incidents were compiled by the ALA, down from three hundred eleven the year before and one of the lowest on record. So hmm. so like people carrying less and less there are less and less complaints um you know or challenges when it comes to uh things in in America's libraries. Um and it says the A- ALA has long believed that for every challenge brought to its attention, four or five others are not reported. But still, there's this declining list of uh, complaints. Does that mean they're putting better, better, and stuff? And, you know, in America's libraries and, you know, public libraries, be they in, you know, cities and towns or schools or whatever. Or does it mean people are just more and more apathetic? I'm going to lean toward the the latter. So, anyway, Bible number six on the list of uh, most challenged books at Libraries Nationwide.
0: The Bible, a threatening book.
1: And, um, I can
0: change your life forever if you read it.
1: James Leroux, who directs the offices for the Office for Intellectual Freedom for the American Library Association, mm-hmm. said, so You have people who feel that if a, buy, a school library buys a copy of, for the Bible, it's a violation of church and state. Um, but, um, this is no, you know, uh, the Library Association does not oppose having Bibles in public school, guidelines for the office, for intellectual freedom. Note that the Bible does not violate the separation of church and state as long as the Library does not endorse or promote the views included in the Bible. And the ALA favors including a wide range of religious materials from the Quran to the Bhagavad Gita to the Book of Mormon, blah, blah, blah. Uh, LaRue added that the Association does hear of complaints about the Quran, but fewer than for the Bible. So more people are complaining about the Bible in America's public libraries than are complaining about the Quran in America's public libraries. And, and probably because you don't dare. You know, if, if word gets around that you complained about the Quran in a library, it uh, may not bode well for you. So it's a lot safer, I think, to complain about the library, uh, the Bible in America's libraries. And you've been on screen the whole time, just so you know. I I don't know know if you didn't want to be here.
0: Oh, I do. I'm fully aware. All right. Me and Luke the bear over my shoulder right there. See? And so... There he is right there.
1: Well, you can barely see him there. There. Mm
0: -hmm. So, you guys want to see what I won from Legal Shield? And of all days... Now
1: for something completely different. (laughs) Well,
0: here's today. (laughs) Today is my one-year anniversary of being in Legal Shield. All right? And check this out. Oh, wait, it wait.
1: wasn't yesterday that was it misinformation.
0: I thought it was, I thought it was. Well, so here's the thing.
1: Ah, wait. A box.
0: And it just fell. <laughs> <laughs> right, not it.
1: So, I'm not worried about it.
0: So I won a coach bag. Okay? Now I don't know if you guys it know, didn't. you know, how expensive these things are, but check this out. This was a two hundred dollar purse. It's pretty small. If you look at my hand, you can see how big it is. It's actually pretty small. Um, and I won this for doing uh, networking, basically, and sharing the opportunity with uh, people. And I'm actually going to give this to my mentor, actually, because it's it's a uh, purple. I'm not really crazy about this color, but I am excited about it primarily because you know um i i uh i'm surprised you know i'm really surprised by the fact that um legal shield as as an opportunity to do a side business a side hustle with this company uh they really have offered us the opportunity to earn some pretty cool stuff i i know you guys i did not know coach bags were expensive (laughs) I don't know, probably because I never buy anything super expensive, so, um, so I just thought I'd share that with you. I thought it was ironic that it would arrive on my one-year anniversary of being in the, co- in the company and, um, and again, just, you know, say, yeah, I want it. Well, I okay, so here's what happened, Gina. I actually earned tickets into the Ladies of Justice Drawing. In fact, all of you guys who are my associates, here's the thing. If you do a pop up event, like a one on one, basically you share legal shield what it is with some with, with a person, you sign you put that in on a sign in sheet and submit it to ladies of justice, that actually counts towards being put into a drawing. And so last month I did ten of those and I was put into a drawing and I won one of the purses. So they gave, I think they gave four of those away and I won one of them for, well, there's two in my category they gave away. So I won one of them. Um, and, and so, yeah, so you guys do some work, you know, go out and do, do a networking meeting or something and then submit those meetings. And you can even, they even just exchange this. I know you guys who aren't in this don't really care, but to those of you who are in there. What I can tell you is that even if you invite somebody to one of the Zooms that they do, then um, those people who are your guest, you can say so-and-so is on this Zoom, and then you can submit that as a meeting as well. If you do a pop-up, yes, if you're talking to someone and you share the legal shield and what it is with them, you can put their name down on the Ladies of Justice sheet And you can submit it as a meeting. So, yes, that counts. So, if you're doing that, you should do that. You should submit the info. Okay? Ask me more later. But that's how I want it. I I submitted all the events, all my networking that I have done and and all that. I submitted it to corporate. And my name was put into a drawing and I won a $200 purse. Go figure, huh? Yeah. Anyway. So, I I just think that's kind of cool. So... Speaking of that though, if you haven't signed up yet for Legal Shield, feel free to do that. <laughs> it's a great company and it's a great product, and everybody needs it. so I'm not gonna make the whole show about Legal Shield, so just get in touch with me if you want to know more and um I can tell you more. <clears throat> okay, you have any other uh news items you want to discuss?
1: Well, just kind of uh interesting to, in a way um few days back about a week you were sort of decrying trump's tweet oh yeah on you Mm -hmm. know decriminalizing
0: how i'm not gonna vote for him nope yeah he's lost my vote forever
1: and then so on the flip side this article (laughs) from NBC news okay yeah the trump administration tells u.s embassies no rainbow pride flags on flagpoles uh, the Trump administration is rejecting requests from U.S. embassies to fly the Rainbow Pride flag on embassy flagpoles during June, LGBTQ Pride Month. Uh, three American diplomats told NBC News. The U.S. embassies in Israel, Germany, and Brazil, oh, and Latvia. Well, that's four. There's only three American diplomats have told, but U.S. embassies in Israel. Uh, Deutschland, Brazil, and Latvia are among that uh, those that have requested permission from the Trump State Department to fly the flag on their flagpoles and have been denied. Diplomat said, "I wonder if they've asked for permission in the past,
0: Hmm. or
1: they just, or they just, I don't know, have done it uh, with uh, sort of implicit permission, but." Anyway, although the pride flag is being flown elsewhere on embassy grounds, including inside embassies and on exterior walls, the decision to the decision not to allow it on the official flagpole um, stands in contrast to President Donald Trump's claim to be a leader in supporting LGBTQ rights overseas.
0: The yeah, bottom and bottom the, line is Trump is a hypocrite on the topic, and. I don't like him, and I, I don't think he has any business trying to Or divided him. on the. He's a hypocrite. <laughs> he can't. He, he's an unstable man, you know. He's a double minded man, unstable in all his ways. That's a better way of putting Except
1: it. Except the denials uh, to US embassies have come from the Office of the State Department's Undersecretary for Management, Brian uh, Blatow. Uh, Blatow? I don't know how to pronounce that name. You're not alone. I'm not alone. Uh, a long-time associate of Secretary of State, Mike Pompeo. I have Mike tried for Pompeo, years to pronounce
0: stuff, and now Bareface can't pronounce something. I'm not alone.
1: <laughs> it looks Portuguese, so I'd pronounce it Bulatau, Bulatau, but anyway. Um, uh, anyway, long-time associate of Mike Pompeo, who also worked for him at CIA. Under State Department policy, embassies that want to fly a flag in their flag poles are expected to obtain permission from Washington. Uh, During the Obama administration, the government granted blanket permission to embassies overseas to fly the pride flag during June. Yeah, so they didn't have to request. They just kind of, hey, y'all, it's cool to do this. Don't have to request. This year, U.S. diplomats said embassies were told they can display the pride flag in other places, including inside Embassies, but that request a flight on the flagpole must be specifically approved and no such approvals have been granted. Anyway. Yeah. That.
0: Well, there's another article over on uh, PJmedia.com. Did you see yeah. this one?
1: No, I did not.
0: Canceling net. Wait, it's happening. People are canceling Netflix and Disney and revenue losses are growing by the hour. Hmm. Why, you may ask? Well, let me tell you. It says here... Streaming services like Netflix, which I do not subscribe to, Hulu, which I also do not subscribe to, and Disney Plus, which I don't also subscribe to, never waste an opportunity to tell the American public in red states how much they hate them. From Netflix showing movies that can meet the legal definition of sexual assault of children to making cartoons about babies and drag while ignoring customer concerns, to Disney's CEO complaining about Alabama abortion laws, people are sick of their entertainment companies pushing a hard left agenda. Now these services are not only going after conservative values, but are actively trying to harm conservative states, reports Fox News. Earlier this week, Netflix chief... Content officer Ted Sarandos issued a statement on the growing movement in Hollywood to boycott Georgia over the new pro-life legislation which prohibits abortions if a baby's heartbeat is detected, which is roughly six weeks into the pregnancy. Now, remember, remember that? Georgia actually wants to protect babies, okay? Disney's CEO has also threatened to stop filming in states where abortion is illegal. Which is a head-scratcher, considering this guy runs a company that depends on little kids as customers. Yeah. Which I mentioned before. Why would he try to reduce the population of his fan base? Fox News also reported that all of these companies claiming they care about women's rights to kill their offspring have partnered with countries like Egypt, where abortions are also illegal, and China, where human rights abuses are well-documented. It seems that American companies should be held accountable for trying to harm American states. This seems to be something the president might want to get involved in and apply some pressure. He recently told people to cancel AT&T. So here's what um, Trump, Mr. President Trump, said. I believe that if people... uh, stopped using or subscribing to at&t they would be forced to make big changes at cnn which is dying in its ratings anyway it is so unfair with such bad fake news why would they act when the world watches cnn it gets a false picture of usa sad article goes on to say perhaps he can lead the way to putting the hurt on companies who want to hurt us a new initiative called red petition is asking everyone to cancel their streaming accounts. Those of you who already did cancel one of these services for political reasons can still out their form so they can keep a running tally of how much the sermonizing Holly weirdos are costing Mm -hmm. their bottom line. The numbers are climbing every day, but if the president tweeted this out, imagine how much worse it would get for these companies. That would be some good entertainment. Um, Red Petition's website explains their position. The main, the mainstream media and entertainment companies have come out in full force against conservative values, and it's time we show them that our voice matters. Perhaps they just don't realize how much the conservative audience is worth. From large cities to rural America, those who hold to conservative values still have a massive financial influence, and it's time we just see how much their opposition to our core values really costs. The losses are growing by the hour. And then this is actually what it says here. Money lost per year: Netflix, one hundred sixty-one uh, thousand eight hundred and eighty-five dollars and seventy-six cents; Hulu, fifty-one thousand two hundred ninety-seven dollars; and Disney Plus, twenty-four thousand three hundred sixty-seven dollars and thirty-two cents. That's not—I mean, that's not like no. millions. But, it's, but anyway, it says for those who have canceled their streaming services and are looking for a family-friendly service that won't push socialism or abortion or other debauchery, uh, try PureFlix. But here's the thing with PureFlix, and I'm going to say this, and you can disagree with me. David A.R. White, who is the CEO and the founder of PureFlix, nice guy, nice Christian guy, he's made tons of movies and stuff. I signed up for the PureFlix thing, and I have to tell you, you guys, I thought it was pathetic. I thought the movies and the stuff on that channel were some of the most poorly produced stuff out there. Minus the fact that it was Christian or whatever. I canceled my subscription to Pure Flix because I found it blech. You know, and I'm and I am not a prude, but I you know, I can't advocate for Pure Flix. Just saying. I mean, I know there's good stuff on it, but it was they, few and far between trying to find something that I felt was actually good now, good, it, it good in terms of it, it had nothing content to do with or quality both 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 i it didn't have bad theology per se but it just i just can't i mean there i couldn't spend a weekend watching pureflix because there wasn't really anything on there that actually interested me enough which okay. you know and the quality was poor on a lot of it so but, you know, what I can say is that if you have to throw your money at something, go ahead and put it, por- <laughs> I would put it towards Pure <laughs> If you have that.
1: to just throw your money at something. Well,
0: if you're going to waste money, I mean, if you want to <laughs> put your money towards something that offers you value, give it to Bible News Radio. Hey. There's an idea. You know, we, we're here every single day offering you entertainment, real value, you know, inspiration, Bible study. Uh, we do it without pornography or bad language or promoting abortion Unless, or anything right. else. You know what I'm saying? So. Yeah.
1: Those subjects are 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 broached as they <clears throat> as they appear in the news, but Yeah. Um, sorry about that. You should be
0: allergy season. Mm. Okay, anyway, so Ariel Ministries, they sponsor we know us cuz they love us.
1: Yeah, we yeah, yeah, they, they do. They do <laughs>
0: mm. Camp Shoshana is the school of Messianic Jewish studies. You guys program of Messianic Jewish studies is on here. Um, July 7th through September 2nd, you can go to CampShoshana.com and check it out. I highly encourage it. Um, (laughs) yeah, see Gina says, she says, I'm better at movie video editing than most Pure Flex movies. I'm not a pro. We'll see then you understand. So, um, what else was I going to say? Oh yeah. Don't forget. You can use the coupon code BibleNews at org as well. Okay. You guys, you guys know that. And here's the thing. If you haven't told your friends or your pastor about this discount that you can get at Ariel, um, consider, doing, consider doing it so they can save money too, okay? And then they, they will they will um, sponsor our show too. Okay. Uh, all right. Okay. What else was I going to tell you? And by the way, Gina, I saw your comment earlier that you said um, when you wrote, let's see, where is it? Um, trying to see where you said it. I'm I'm scrolling through here. You are blessed with winning and are going to bless someone else with it. Love your heart. Yes, I am going to give it to Vicki because Vicki um, mentored me, and she loves purple. Um, I'm not a fan of that color, purple. Um, and I didn't, I I mean, I don't really care about the cost of that, but I was just surprised. <laughs> I was just surprised by it. She loves purple, um, and she's given a lot to me, so... I'm going to send her the coach bag so she can have it. Um, Anyway, so, oh, yeah. So if you want to become a pillar of the community with us, you guys know you can do that. Go to BibleNewsRadio.com board slash give. If you, um, if you, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. If you want to become a member of Legal Shield, if you do that through us, that actually helps support our show as well. That's why I started selling it, actually, was so that we could support Bible News Radio with that, you know what my dream is. My dream is that we would be able to bring in a minimum of five thousand dollars a month with Bible News Radio. That would pay our bills.
1: That's a dream.
0: That would—that's my dream. It's not that big. It's not that. It's not that hard of a. Uh, I mean, five thousand dollars is not a lot of money to live on anywhere. Um, and me and Bareface squeak by in about three thousand right now. Um, and. That's a thousand of that is from Bible News Radio. So you know we're bringing in about a thousand bucks from Bible News Radio, and I have to tell you, six fifty of that is Ariel. So there's about three hundred dollars we get in donations a month. But my dream is to get five thousand dollars a month coming in through Bible News Radio, and if we did to make that, this
1: our full time, yeah, if we did that, we wouldn't. In, you in, wouldn't in have
0: the... to work the other jobs that you do. Yeah. I wouldn't have to work all the other jobs that I do. Um in order to do that. There so, are a
1: thousand people out there right now that want to give five dollars a month.
0: Yeah. So but anyway, that is my dream. My uh, dream is that that, you know, at some point that would happen. Um, you know, and we're we're on our way. It might take another couple of years more, to more, you know, to be able to get to that level. But what we have to do pick
1: up a few more sponsors and fill this entire program with ads.
0: Yeah, but then, well, in order to get YouTube monetized, you need one thousand subscribers on YouTube.
1: Mm-hmm. Right
0: now, I have two hundred and eighty-three, I think, something like that. So, so that is thing. But here is the the truth, you guys. The like Jan Markell, just as an example, olive tree views. Jan uh, reaches over into she brings in over a million dollars a year for her show. She's told me this personally, so I know this. Okay, she makes um over a million bucks a year for her show, which she airs one day a week on um, radio stations all over the country, okay? For a two-hour show, she makes over a million dollars a year. Randall and I do this seven days a week, and we make $1,000, if we're lucky, a month. You, you do the math, okay? The difference between Jan and me is that she actually has the money to put it on all the Christian radio stations, so she's got a much larger audience that donates to her. I don't have the money to put our show all over Christian radio platforms and stuff like that, so that's why we're not reaching the larger numbers, because we don't have the money to put it out there. So unless you know somebody who's a super wealthy person who wants to fund all that for us, (laughs) the best way to support us is just through donating to the show. Um, because all of that money goes into, you know, what we do here. So, um, yeah, so that would be, that would be really good. Just so you know, you know, and that's how these big ministries do it. My friend Gordon Klingenschmitt, who, who hosts this show, Pray in Jesus Name, he puts it on TV and all these Christian networks. He spends gazillions of dollars, and I don't know how much, but it's thousands and thousands of dollars to put his show out there. And I'm like... <laughs> There's no way.
1: On on the various satellite networks. There's
0: no way. You know, I am not going to be throwing money at something like that with no. I just can't do that. You know, I mean, I don't mind putting out money for advertising if I had it, but word of mouth, we don't have it. And we don't have it because all the social media platforms spike our content. And that's what makes it even harder is that we are constantly hidden by people. People are like, I never see your stuff. Well, you don't see it because, and that's on purpose. So yeah, Periscope, um, you guys see it because, um, you know, this is what it is. What the hell does this have to do with Bible study? Scooter 614? Well, you answer that question. Does this show say that it's a Bible study in the headline? Mr. Smarty Pants because it doesn't, I believe this show is not a Bible study, so um, you know, let me ask you something, what the hell does your comment have to do with what the hell you're saying to us, Mr. Hm, Smarty Pants, okay, hello, all right, so <laughs> just, I just uh I just think it's funny that. We're gonna mute you, troll. Yeah, we will. You know what? One of the things I don't put up with anymore is just people who are who are mean. Yeah. Well, I just muted him, so he's not gonna be able to say anything. <laughs> but but anyway, and see, that's the other thing. That's that's the okay. Now you got me, 'cause that that's this is what one of the things. this one of my my hot buttons is jerks like that. That guy come in and they make comments like that. And yet, I bet you that jerk is probably addicted to pornography. He's probably a twit and he probably is addicted to video games. He never gives money to the church, and he's a just big loser. That's probably what he is. You know what I'm saying <laughs> just, just, you know, and he comes in all judgmental, like, well, what the hell does this have to do with Bible study? What the hell does your comment have to do with Bible study? You know i mean that that's just it's that type of crap that i just don't i don't like to put up with and yes you know maybe that's a harsher statement but in the south i would just say bless your heart little one and we all know what that really means um you know it's it's how do you respond to a butthead like that randall
1: um
0: <laughs> i just just, yeah i get I, irritated because it, it's, it's, it's the accusation of it all it's like what's straight the from accusa- the, it's like the straight from the pit of hell jerk faces like that
1: what's the accusation well
0: you know what the hell does this have to do with bible study well what um, the hell does your comment have to do with it is that's exactly what he wrote why say it that way well because <laughs> just,
1: it's like we've, you've come on the wrong day yeah uh. Sorry, It
0: doesn't say Bible study in our, know. in our show, though. That's the thing.
1: We, we do do that once a week, but <sighs> this is not that day. Yeah. You know. Maybe maybe they heard through the grapevine that we did a Bible study, and he wanted to come in and be a mocker and a scoffer. Yeah. And was looking for an opportunity to, you know, to find fault with with the Bible and its fairy tales and its contradictions and all that, and and was disappointed that he didn't get an opportunity to, yeah. you know, to take jabs at, at the scriptures, you know, which leads me quickly into another story, <laughs> just because I can. Okay. Um.
0: By the way, I hope you guys don't mind me speaking my mind because you know, just you know, it, it's what you do. Yeah. yeah well.
1: It's what yeah, your but, sweet and lovable but host does.
0: Just, yeah, I have sweet love ball on my shirt too. <laughs> it's, just, it's just irritating. Just in case they forget. I know. Well, the, but the thing is, see, that's that's the type of BS that we put up. Maybe he assumed Bible News Radio was going to be a Bible study. Yeah. Maybe, but well, maybe it has news. Maybe he is. Maybe
1: I... it has news about the Bible, like yeah. this. Okay. Uh, you won't get grander than this. Winchester Bible to go on display. So, uh, Winchester uh, Cathedral is uh, putting on this...
0: It's all love, yeah.
1: ...is having this exhibition, and part of that exhibit, I guess exhibit more is more an exhibit, um, is this Winchester Bible. And using a goose feather quill, a solitary scribe spent four years writing the words in Latin on the skins of 250 calves, uh, calf skin, otherwise known as vellum, uh, before six artists began sumptuous illuminations using gold leaf and lapis lazuli from Afghanistan. Although it was never quite finished, the Winchester Bible finally weighed in at the medieval equivalent of 32 kilograms. I'm, I'm not sure about why it's the medieval equipment equivalent. Was I mean, can't they weigh it now and figure out? But anyway... Here's uh here's a photo of the said Bible, one page of it. Hmm. Um, and that's big. Yeah it is. And I'm well, hard to tell from the photo. There's some sort of chain mail in the background. <sighs> yeah. But uh, am I boring you?
0: No. Anyway I'm tired though. I'm I'm actually a little bit tired. I've been working so much that, you know, occasionally I actually I actually get tired. Hard to believe, doesn't isn't it?
1: Anyway, the article goes on to talk about the exhibit and the different things, including um, whatever, uh, it's kind of like an ostuary, they call it a mortuary chest yeah. containing jumbled bones, I would call it an ostuary, but anyway, and Bibles and sermons and whatnot, uh, another treasurer's library of 2,000 volumes, including Bible sermons, literature, and books on plants and animals, bequeathed to the cathedral in 1684 by Bishop George Morley, et cetera, et cetera. It talks about the exhibit. But what I thought was interesting is just, whereas today the Bible falls in number six of most uh, challenged books by the American Library Association. Right. Uh, some uh, a thousand years ago, there was a solitary scribe who spent four years you know using a goose quill to copy it and then it was sent on to six artists who went on illuminating it as the artist, at the as the uh author of the article Harriet Sherwood I like her um language sumptuous illuminations using gold leaf and lapis lazuli from Afghanistan. It was never quite finished, but anyway, uh, well, it's 12th century Bible. Okay. So it's, well, it's almost a thousand years old, but just, just the, the, just the reverence for the book. And, you know, these, we see as you the, know, these elaborate, these elaborate illuminations, you know, illustrations and stuff in the scriptures and the gold leafing and, and carefully cut and applied and um, because folks would see this is this is the scripture, this is the holy word of God, and and now it's now it's offensive instead of revered. Yep. You know, in this post-Christian culture, it's it's you know it's hated. So I anyway, I thought that was a this is Bible news, and so uh, looking at the contrast between the two stories, the sixth most challenged book in the American Library Association and this uh, Winchester Bible going on display at the cathedral. And it's part of a, you know, treasured, um, yeah, treasured possession. <clears throat> I was trying to find the exact verb, verbiage in the article. <clears throat> I did not.
0: Oh, well, that's okay. Yeah, it is. <coughs> yeah, Pardon me Now I got yeah. tickly thingies in my throat People
1: <laughs> Maybe when
0: I am And B.B. S- Strukins came in So let's see B.B. if you're still in there I don't know are you related to John I don't know if you're still in there But if you're not Well if you are Then welcome to the show If you're not welcome to the show anyway <coughs> Alright well our show is over Yeah it is um, <laughs> enough of this uh, this show was brought to you in part by Ariel Ministries, Legal Shield and us and partners like you yeah it was <laughs> so uh, I hope, um, I guess tomorrow Randall's gonna um...
1: do some weekends in the word that's <sighs> because, the plan Yep.
0: Yeah, here's the other thing um, sorry, I'm tired um, starting Soon on the twenty third, I think it is June twenty third. Is that it? No, no, June sixteenth. Okay, so in nine days from now, Dr. Jennifer Fee and me are going to be doing a new webinar. So if you are interested in the webinar we did last time on five ways to a peaceful mind, we are actually going to be doing a different webinar, and I will I will be putting up how to register for that uh, so that you can join us for another free webinar. Um, and, uh, you'll enjoy it. Well, I hope so. You might not. You might hate it. Nah, I don't think so. I think you'll enjoy it. Because where I am, there's fun. Have a blessed weekend. We'll see Randall tomorrow. Yes, Sean will. Sean is, Sean is such an encourager to me. Sean, you are. You're such a good guy. And Danielle is in the house. And, uh, thank you for always sending me stuff supporting our show and Sue and Melanie, of course, is our number one super fan. Gives us super hearts and and Mia, superhero paramedic, and Mama Gina, of course, is always there supporting what we do. Uh, totally appreciate you guys. You know, you're not just listeners or, or viewers, you know what I mean? You are, in my in my opinion, just so you know, I consider you friends—at least, the minimally a friend. At the very least, you're a friend. Um, most of you know me, though, and I consider you—you're—you're you're my big family, really. Ultimately, is what you are. Whether you want me to be part of your family or not, just so you know, you have been deemed it. So, we love you. Yeah, you do, huh? <laughs> well, we love you too. That's why we do what we do. It's not for the money. It's—it's it's really not. Uh, but anyway, we, um, I enjoy what we do. So, um, in spite of the fact that I have to deal with Randall every single day and him mocking my language and not liking my foot foot joke, just saying, despite all that, we are here for you, right? Barefaced. What you said. You didn't even listen to what I said, did you? I did. Oh, you just... All right. All right, people. Hope you have a good weekend. Bareface and me will be back. <laughs> oh,
1: Stacey I... Lynn and I will be back.
0: <laughs> uh, shut up. <laughs> just, 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 you know what Allie and Doug say? Ah, oh, shut up already. Okay, so anyway... All right, so everybody, be be bolt, be bolt. Bo, okay, what is the foot foot? So oh. Melanie says foot foot joke is funny. Danielle says, what was your foot foot joke? Well, I can't tell you it, Danielle, because Randall will hit me with a I, shoe I can, or something. Yeah,
1: I can, I can
0: leave the room while you... No, it's okay. Actually, it's on LinkedIn. You can go over to my LinkedIn profile, follow me over there. And uh, and then watch the video that I posted with that joke in it. And then you can just watch it.
1: Thanks for the warning.
0: Yep. <laughs> You've never heard it? Okay, well, I'm sorry. I have a guy trying to get me to go it with him tonight. Go with him? I have a guy trying to get me to go it with him tonight. Go out with him, you mean? Is that what you mean? Well... Follow your heart, but don't do anything that I wouldn't do. Just saying. Um, no. You've never heard the joke? Really? Should I tell the joke, Randall? Whatever. All right, I'm going to tell it because Danielle wants to hear it. Okay, so there's these three rabbits. All right. You asked for it, just so you know. So don't hate me after you hear this because just saying. Yes, out. Matt at Legal Shield. Oh, that's nice. Well, yeah, go out with them. Well, you know, bring your pepper spray. You never can trust people. Anyway, okay, so so there's these three rabbits. Time's up. Okay. Uh, yes, okay. All right, so I just got a message from Cheryl. Hold on a second. Wow. Hold on a minute. Okay. My traffic, my uh, <clears throat> my friends who's coming here just messaged me. So hold on a second. All right, all right. Okay, so here's the joke. Okay, you ready? Don't hate me for this. Wait. All of you who have already heard this, you can feel free to leave. Don't worry. All right? Just leave right now if you don't want to hear this joke. Okay, so there's these three rabbits. There's foot, 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 and foot, foot, foot. Right? Okay. And one day, foot, 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 and foot, foot, foot went on a foot race up to the foot of a hill. Yeah, they did. And as they were going up there to the foot of the hill, the rabbit named Foot fell and died. He just keeled over and died. Yeah, he did. Awful, horrible thing. I know. Anyway, so, of course, this this uh, upset foot, foot, and foot, foot, foot. So, <sighs> they went into a time of mourning, and sure enough, it was a very long time. So, one day, when time had passed and Foot Foot and Foot 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 had recovered from the death of their friend, they decided to go on a foot race up to the foot of the same hill where Foot died. So Foot Foot and foot, foot 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 got up there and as they were getting close to the top, Foot Foot had a hard time and he fell over and was in a lot of pain and told Foot 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 to call the, call the ambulance. So they called the ambulance. Foot Foot was admitted to the hospital for observation. Because they didn't know what was going on. But he wasn't doing real well. Well, Foot Foot Foot, having been in a relationship with Foot for a very long time. Foot Foot for a very long time. But not a believer. But afraid for his friend's life. Decided that he would go into the hospital uh, chaplain. And uh, anyway, long story short, ended up... uh, um, Going in there and praying to God. And he going before God said, You know, I'm not a believer. I'm an atheist. I don't really believe you exist. But I'm gonna pray and I'm gonna ask you to help me out because my friend Footfoot Foot is sick and I don't know what's going on. And I'm really worried about him, and I hope that you can make him better. Amen. And so Foot 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 then goes in to check on Footfoot Foot to see how he's doing, talks to the doctor. And the doctor says, you know, this isn't really looking good, you know. And to make a long story short, (laughs) because I could really draw it out (laughs) for 10 hours if I so desired. Uh, Foot 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 came to terms with how much he loved Foot Foot. And so he was sitting there, you know, at the side of the bed. And he said, you know, Foot Foot, I just have to tell you that. I love you, bro, and I don't really know what's going on. I'm not a believer, but I just prayed for you, and I hope that you're okay because I'm, you know, I just know you're not doing so hot, you know, and I worry about you. Well, Foot Foot had been watching cartoons, and he was, you know, trying to, trying to distract himself from the pain he was in, kind of drugged up and stuff, you know, that do that to you when you're in the hospital. He takes Foot Foot Foot's paw, and he's like, it's okay, buddy. I get it. I really do. You know, I love you too, man. There was tears in their eyes, both of them. The moment, you know, of of the heartbeat, you know, the the warmth, the mushiness of it all. They realized that they loved one another. <sighs> so they took a deep breath, and they're like, "Yeah, wow! Well, I never realized how much I loved you. I didn't realize how much I loved you either." And Foot Foot Foot, he just composed himself. He said, you know, I just, Foot Foot, you know, I just have to tell you again how much I really love you, man. And Foot Foot's like, yeah, I know, I love you too, buddy. And Foot Foot Foot's like, I just have to tell you, Foot Foot, you know, there's already one foot in the grave, so you can't die.
1: And they're still waiting for the punchline. I have to know. Should should we consider that whoever paid for Foot's burial footed the bill? <laughs> <laughs> or or did they actually bill Foot Foot Foot? I don't know. <laughs> and isn't and isn't Foot Foot's real name Feet?
0: You get it. There's already one foot in the grave. That's yeah. the punchline, people. I actually shared that at my networking group yesterday, and a whole bunch of people laughed. I
1: don't know about that. Some some grinned. A couple (laughs) chuckled. I wouldn't say a whole bunch of people laughed. (laughs) Now, if instead of exhaustion, Foot had died from a self-inflicted gunshot wound, would we consider that he shot himself in the foot?
0: I don't know, but whatever happened to Foot Foot, Foot Foot was fine. Nothing happened to him. That wasn't the point, Danielle. (laughs) <laughs> the, the 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 point is foot had died, and foot 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 was already saying there's one foot in the grave. That's the point. That's the joke, right mm-hmm. there. But anyway, yeah. Okay. So that's why people hate the joke because you know. Just saying.
1: Yeah. All right. Say so good night, All Stacey right. Lane. You
0: asked for it, so that's it. All right. Be bold, people.
1: Uh um.
0: Stand up and go with God because he loves you. Yeah, he does. All right. All right. We'll see you. See you soon.